everybody. Welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her? We are San Diego's LGBTQ pop culture podcast. I am your host, Tony, and I'm here with my other host. Say hi, Bashy. Hi, Bashy. <laughs> Stupid ass. And Mexican Eric is here this week. Hi, and everyone. you guys, and Miss Mariam T is off. She is actually doing wine club today at Inside Out here in San Diego. So she, this is the first time she's going to be in full drag in public since Corona. And our very, very special guest is here this week. Um, a buddy of ours, Mr. Eddie Danger, is here to join us for the podcast. Hi, Eddie. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's been so long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wish I was in San Diego right now. This, we wish this you time, too. I, I need to be in the heat, next to the beach, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is amazing. Sorry guys. Oh. How did you get that? How did you get that? Yeah. Uh, James Mansfield just sent it to me today. Are you oh serious? Oh my god. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> and James Mansfield's yeah. been on our show. She was in our first season. We interviewed James Mansfield. That is amazing. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and anyway, all the Holy details shit. Super fun. She even but, got the yeah. tattoos. How did yeah, you? Yeah, you would actually you would get a better interview out of this little guy, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get. I, I have a beard now. This puppet is, is that this is my old me, right? <laughs> I know, Eddie. We swapped. It's usually me with the scruff and you're clean shaven. Yeah. yeah and now it's the other way around. But we haven't yeah. talked to you, Eddie, since last year. Was the last time you were on the show? And then yeah, all yeah. this bullshit has been happening. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I'm glad we a- get to catch up been a really weird time over here too yeah. because you know with everything shutting down you'd assume that like everybody would go to the internet mm-hmm. i didn't think i would i i thought i was just gonna like kind of cruise along like everybody else but things have definitely changed for me and it was a really positive change in my life i gotta tell you um holding myself accountable for things you know being able to relinquish uh, uh toxic habits like going to the bar all the time or yeah. Um, even when I didn't feel like it, I was like, oh, let me go out and see what people are up to. And yeah. honestly, like not putting myself out there in terms of personality, um, that was a thing that I was missing that I think I've gotten straight right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's a, it's a really weird world that I'm in, uh, between the porn and the dildo reviews and the, <laughs> and the, and the digital performances. Did you see my Mickey Mouse strip tease? I did. I, yes, I, I did. did. <laughs> yes. Hey, it was entertaining and it was funny. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. But yeah. how has how besides all that, how other ways has quarantine affected you in this whole COVID? Especially because you were like Mariam T and most of the drag world, you were in the nightlight scene and the going to the clubs, and that was where you were out. So how has that changed and how have you handle transferring over to doing this kind of stuff the the viral the video and all that yeah uh, well i'll tell you all about that so the um uh ruby's trying to get out the door um uh the way (laughs) everything kind of changed for me um let me see okay so i was in uh new orleans for i was it was in a weird space in my life i was going to sex parties all the time i was like having group sex like every weekend it was an interesting world that I was in. I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a part of it for a minute. Yeah, you know, really getting involved in people's genitals and um and uh, wait and wait wait. wait. Of- How were you getting involved with the, their genitals? How? Just the regular uh, way or in which way? Any which way? The Eddie well, Danger I mean, so, way. The Eddie Danger yeah, yeah. way. 
the dangerous way, but it was super cool because like yeah. they would have sex parties and you never knew who was going to show up and you'd end up, I'd end up like, like, you know, kind of swatting away dicks and titties all the time, you know, cause they're all over the place. But no, it was super cool because like I was having so much fun there and I brought that energy to new Orleans. <clears throat> um, uh, I had a, a week long gig at um, bourbon pub and parade down in new Orleans for Mardi Gras. And okay. I was down there um, got into some weird group sex down there too. But uh, it, I had a great time and I was like, this is the life for me. You know, I get to travel the country. I have a really nice place to stay when yeah. I'm in these towns. I was all happy about it. And uh, also straight after that, I was going to go to Colorado. So towards the end of my time in, in Mardi Gras, <clears throat> um, there were so many hands touching me, so oh, many, fuck, so yeah. many. And all Ooh. that sounds very gross now. But at the time I was like, yeah, baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then uh, then everything kind of collapsed um, onto me on, the, on like the last day I was there. I got out of my hotel room. My eyes were were um, were red. I had pink eye in both eyes. I couldn't breathe. Um, oh, I was struggling along, like really like, how the fuck am I going to do my Denver gigs like this? And so I walked over to the hospital because I'm so fucking cheap. I was like, every one of you assholes that gave me a dollar, that's going to my bank account, you know? <laughs> so I walked my happy ass over to the hospital. And uh, it was pretty far at that point. But um, I got there and they said, I don't know, you got a throat um, illness. And I was like, what the fuck? So I have a feeling that I got the, the the coronavirus at that point because I've been just fine. I was tired. I was miserable. Yeah. But anyway, I, I got that taken care of. Got home from Denver after doing my gigs out there. And then I, and then everything shut down immediately. I mm. actually bought tickets to Disneyland. Did? I fucking remember all of this now. Yeah. Like, yeah, because yeah. you were in New Orleans at the beginning. Oh, God. Yeah. And I think I had it too. Yeah, no, yeah. you did have it. <laughs> yeah. You got it at I Cross. I, I completely lost my sense of taste mm -hmm. and smell yeah. for like a week. It was yeah, crazy. You, were, you had a weird fever for like a day and then it went One away. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. the weirdest thing. That, that I was that in is this, what I experienced. Yeah. Paper, sure. I, it was the same thing though. Like, I feel like everybody had the same kind of year of 2020, like starting out. Everybody was like, I don't know what New Year's was the best New Year's I've ever had in my yeah. life. I just kept yeah. rolling with it. I was partying every week and I was like, this is going to be fucking fun. And then it all fell apart. It just yeah. all went to shit. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. we had a great New Year's in Scotland. It was amazing. I went to DC to in February yeah. and like, yeah. it was an amazing beginning to the year. And then it just yeah. went and crashed. Yeah. I, think that's, I think that's what happened. You were in New Orleans when I went to DC because I, I looked and, and you were over there. So I didn't even bother. Yeah. Me. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, so I got back home from there and, um, and I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. So I used up all my PTO. I was like, I was hired <laughs> for this new job. I was like, fuck yeah. So I'm just going to use all my paid time off, go touring, doing that fun stuff, come home, start a new job. Bam. I want to a new life. You yeah. Know? And then the, the, I bought the tickets to Disneyland to congratulate myself just for a weekend because why not? We had points and all that. And then that a few hours after I bought those fucking tickets, they shut the motherfucker oh. down. They said no. that coronavirus isn't real until Disneyland is closed, and that's what happened. And <laughs> I guess it's real because Disneyland closed. That kind of was yeah, it. And yeah. in a really strange um, uh, 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 linear progression, I fucking, um, I was sitting around, I was like, I'm going to work on me. You're like, you know, yeah. I'm going to do all this stuff. And then um, 
so I, I was kind of stagnant. I was sleeping a lot. I was doing work really yeah. well for my office job that I was working from home and all that. And then somebody, uh, um, a Barbie's addiction in Los Angeles hit me up and she said, I've seen your little Mickey Mouse carrying on. Do you want to do that for my Disney themed show? And I was like, Oh, I've got oh. an interesting opportunity here. And of course it wasn't like a money thing because yeah. I, I I don't think people were actually sending money through Venmo for these uh, digital performances. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep myself occupied and turn my entire apartment into Disneyland because why not? At least I'll go somehow. And I've got my whole mouse head. Do you want to see it? Yes, bring it, yeah, bring it. I want to see it. I want to see it. Wait a second. Eddie's <laughs> apartment looks just like, I mean, I see a Teletubby in the background. The guitars. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I kind, of, I kind of live in Pee Wee's Playhouse. I you love do. it. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God, Eddie. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I know I love the voice. Eddie, have you thought of doing like Mickey porn, like ET porn? I, I have. I actually filmed a lot of a lot of um, homemade stuff with a Mickey Mouse head on. Oh, um, is it on your OnlyFans? What? Is it on your OnlyFans? Uh, yeah. There's there's a video. Uh, no, a, a photo on Only or just for fans. Just for but, fans. Um, but I'm going to. I should probably make a balls out severe yeah. mouth porn, like a in a Mickey mini throw in other characters. Get your yeah. friends some hats. Yeah. Get Donald in there. <laughs> there yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, That's how awesome. did the obsession with Mickey specifically happen, though? Because I don't think oh. I've ever heard that. Yeah. So I, uh, I was, I was dating this girl before um, I things took off for me with the um, with the stripping and all that. And she was really obsessed with Disney World. And I didn't get it, but I wanted to impress her. So I went and I researched um, <laughs> like things to buy a Disney fan because I was like, I want to show this girl that I care about her and that I'm thinking about her. So what do I do? So I found these candles on Etsy that are, that's, are scented to be like certain rides or attractions. So you have the Pirates of the Caribbean one that smells like sandalwood and rust and all that. Oh, wow. And you have the Peter Pan one that smells like this, this, this. And she said her favorite ride was the Peter Pan ride. So I went and I bought that and she was all happy about it. And then I started to research, are these real smells or is this just the smell of stagnant Florida water? You know? And so and then, and so my friend Tracy uh, had a birthday coming up and she yeah. said, I want to go to Disney World. So we went together and it was a really great experience. There's just the two of us. But we started to notice that these fucking bombs were going off the whole time from the castle and we were like why are people acting so fucking foolish around tigger and poo and like all these and, and buzz lightyear they're all freaking out and hopping yeah. all over them we're like there must be some drugs in the air and also like how are they getting rid of the mosquitoes how are they getting rid of all these bugs very that true other? you know there's got to be some fuckery going on and you know what if you don't want to spend the 10 20 on a bottle of water there you got to drink the water and there's got to yeah. be something in that fucking water. So, <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> so that got me all excited. And I was yeah. like, I love this shit. And so I, I just kind of kept researching stuff. And then I started listening to Disney blogs while these like, like affluent, blonde, white um, housewives would talk about how pissed off they are that like a, like a peanut butter fudge sickle wasn't available anymore. Oh, so yes. um, and I would love that. So I, it was like this duality between I fucking hate the whole thing and I love it. So it's kind of my way of like synthesizing um, yeah. like how much yeah. I enjoy this. 
it's kind of like a perception versus reality that I'm enjoying yeah. with uh, with Disney. But anyway, that's how that happened. Where did you <laughs> get the Mickey head? Like, how did you um, get that? Uh, I, I'm told it came from uh, Japan, but I didn't ask too many questions. Oh. Um, I, I spent oh, I spent quite a bit of money on it. That's you all did. I know. Well, did you guys hear the um, Splash Mountain? They're remaking it to be Princess and the Frog. I'm yeah. excited Except about for it. Tokyo Beautiful. Disney. Yeah, the only one that's mm-hmm. keeping the original Splash Mountain theme. It's well, missing in the press release. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't that the one that was uh, that was uh, modeled after the racist film? Um, Song, Song of the, the South. South. Yeah, yeah. So, but they, I always wondered why they didn't have a ride at Disney for Princess and the uh, Princess and the Frog because it was it, a it popular movie, and that. Yeah seems like the perfect venue for it so i thought it was interesting that they finally after all these years changed it because songs of song of the south was just flat out racist but it's interesting that tokyo disney is not going to change it and i and i get why because i guess in japan their their view on racism is way different than ours like they just don't like anybody that's not japanese pretty much so I, I yeah. thought it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, because when I read the article in Japan, the the, the um, culture or the races that they that feel most discriminated against are Chinese and Korean. And Song so, of the South? No, in Japan. Those oh. are the two races. So I guess maybe, I don't know, but in Japan, maybe in Tokyo, they don't look at Splash Mountain and Songs of the South as a racist thing because... They, that's not their version, I guess, of racism. I, don't I think know. It's, it's just, just a perception thing. That's not their history. They don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, well, exactly. Also, also, it's not owned by Disney. It's owned by investors, and it's licensed by Disney for oh, Disneyland Japan. Oh, that makes so, sense. Is that, the, also, how the Chi- is that how the Chinese ones are, too? I don't know, but I, I know Japan probably. for sure is licensed. Yeah, They're, they're probably owned by the government. Licensed, too. <laughs> what are you talking about? Disney is the government. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> As they shut us down right now, we're like, it's just MIA. I know. <laughs> oh, man. So what have you been doing, Eddie, as far as like doing your virtual stuff? Because I've seen you... And follow you and we follow you on social media and all that. And you've been reviewing sex toys, which is yeah. highly entertaining. If you guys have not checked out Eddie's social media, go check it out because it's highly entertaining. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love it when you try mixing food in them too. Yes. One of them really does look like a food processor. It does. Like, yeah. it does. I could just leave that on my counter and my parents could come over and nobody would fucking think a thing of it. Can you imagine like, your yeah, parents trying to I'm going to show you these for, real quick. Um, yes, but yes. Let me, talk about, let me talk about how things change. So, um, so like every other go-go boy, sex worker, whatever, you see an opportunity here for people that aren't employed, maybe, um, or that people that, that are working from home, they have all day to jerk off. So many hours to spend masturbating. So um, why not um, contribute? So with the Disney, the Mickey Mouse thing in mind, that got my ass in gear because nothing gets me working like up like an artistic project. So yeah. I was like, okay, so I'm going to turn my apartment into a stage with fireworks and all this stuff. And then I had all these cameras around my apartment and I realized I have software that could edit videos. And I was like, wow, I have a fucked up computer that I've been using for a while that maybe if I wipe clean, then I can use it for something productive. And then I started like things changed in my mind because I was starting to think I can be an artist during this period. And so 
what I was doing is I was like, okay, well, so let's put this whole Mickey Mouse thing together. It's a crash course on how to use video editing software. And I was like, suddenly I, I got a Wi, I got Wi-Fi for the first time in my life. Which was awesome. <laughs> and how did so you could, just get Wi-Fi? <laughs> Well, because I've been on a personal hotspot on my phone. Is that, like, oh, okay. is that a DC yeah. thing? Because Mr. Adams didn't have a fucking Wi-Fi account. Is for it like a DC years. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I, maybe it's because we're so we, we feel so cheap about everything. We're just like, ah, I'm getting so, so much goddamn money for water. Why am I paying for, for Wi-Fi? So anyway, so I was like, I'm, I got the Wi-Fi. I'm working from home. Everything's on computers. And I have a ton of monitors. Why not utilize all these things? Yeah. So um, I, I decided and I was I was hooking up with this person at the time who was a bartender uh lost a job and i was just like okay why don't we fuck mm-hmm. on camera I'm fine with that so we started webcamming and then i started webcamming myself and then i got picked up by a company called cam4 who i roller skate for at exotica it's like a convention i would just be roller skating around promoting their product but they finally said let's have you on board so now i found myself webcamming jerking off um for three hours every monday because it's a scheduled show baby and um hours? Uh, yeah three hours of a boner you go wrap Jesus your head around Christ. that i don't fucking yeah. know i'm exhausted just hearing you say the word Jesus. yeah it's a lot how do like, you go for like, three hours eddie how do you keep it up for three hours? How do you make it entertaining for three hours? He's a professional. <laughs> True. But three Clearly. hours, my old ass is like, oh, you got me for like two minutes. And, then and you know what's it. funny? I, I posted uh, one of my videos on my Just for Fans. Like, it's from start to finish the entire session. Like, so you hear me talking to people, riffing with stupid things that they're saying, and then stroking this dick for fucking so many hours. It's crazy. But they play, pay me a flat rate for the show, so I'm obligated okay. to Oh, I love yeah. okay. so, so, you're, so it's, they're it's not like... paying you just like what people donate. You actually get or a hourly, rate. Oh, like... okay. Yeah, okay. And so, that's but good. that's a motivation for me because if you guys know me. I'm like kind of practical before I am everything else. Yeah. I'd rather get a high booking fee than ask for tips. Because I don't know if I'm going to be pissed off that night, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> like, but true. If a dick and I'm just like, you're all assholes. Fuck all of you, you know? Yeah. I, I want to make sure that I'm getting paid if I'm going to be somewhere. So so that happened. Got the webcam going. And I'm starting to like have this new conception of what I can do with my time. Because mm-hmm. I'm working from home, kind of. Now we're back in the office. Um, so that's kind of screwing with my schedule. But when I we started posting more porn on like Pornhub or X hamster or whatever, I realized that, um, that people are starting to take me seriously, you know, like in a way that they hadn't before when I was doing, uh, when I was out in San Diego shooting porn, you know? So, um, this company hit me up and they said, would you like to review our auto blow? And this is kind of what started the whole thing. Um, because I was bitching online about like, about sex. The power cords. The power yeah, cords, that's power. right. They have different fucking... Nobody power, has like yeah. a USB-C. Like, why can't right. you guys all fucking standardize the goddamn sex toys? It, it was so genuine. Like, I watched that and I was like... He's right. God damn it, Eddie's fucking right. I know. This is insanity. <laughs> Doesn't it piss you the fuck off? Because, like, you got the magnetic one. You got the fucking... You got the micro USB. You got the fucking... The, and then they have the ones that are specialized for it. You got the pin that you got to jam into it. And, and you then don't you know were, if it's broken. 
and they anyway. were getting ones from different <laughs> countries and they had different yeah. voltages. This is insanity. Yes. But this yeah. one in particular <laughs> plugs into the fucking wall. So if this, if I lose this charger, I'm fucked. And I want to show you. So this was the first one that I got that started this whole ball rolling. It's and so this is the one that looks like a fucking appliance. It's, it's a, a juicer. juicer. Do you want to see it? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> Wait, what is it called, Eddie? What is it? What is it called? This right here is the Auto Blow um, uh, Ultra. It's like the premium Auto Blow that you can ever get. See the kissy lips? Yeah. <laughs> you're like you're the Vanna White of sex toys. Like Eddie is the Vanna White of sex toys. Yeah. I love it. So you so you flip it on, see, and yeah. see the lights going. Very cool stuff, huh? And yeah. then you get you get the sucking going. Wait, is that? Oh, it? there's no. modes. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, for our <laughs> power baby. So I'm gonna describe wow. this for our audio listeners, the people who are listening to podcasts and not on video. So this looks like you know the Brita filter pictures. It it's kind of like, like that, but mm-hmm. with a flashlight top. And then a clear cylinder on the side. Oh, just, just go that, stop listening and go back and watch the Yeah, and that has the suck. <laughs> it is the weirdest looking thing. <laughs> Wait, look so at the lips. You, they actually move. Yeah, you want to kiss it? <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And so this is tugging on your dick the whole time. How about that? Holy You're being milked like a cow. Yeah. Wait, You're like a dairy a cow. There you go. Now you oh, ow, ow, ow. oh shit. Okay, but you tried it. And does it feel good? Yeah, does it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So let me turn this off. Um, so I was experimenting with psychedelics so I can get over like whatever psychological breaks I had in my life. I wanted to come to terms with everything, wipe the depression, clear all the nastiness from my past <laughs> gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was experimenting very hard with that for about a month, right when isolation started. That's when this baby came into my life. And I was thinking, this is a weird time for me. You what know, I'm tripping on, on acid. I'm doing a bunch of weird psychedelics. <laughs> and then I've got this bullshit sucking my dick like a cow. It was milking me like a fucking cow. And now, it's, now hold on. I want to get into a more. Um, there you go. That's better. So anyway, um, hey, so I, I, I looked at this thing and I was like, this is right after I had a huge emotional breakthrough. And I was like, okay. Let me try out this thing finally, because I told them I would. Yeah. And I had just like, I was finished with the, with the soul searching. And mm-hmm. now I was ready to search this toy. And I put my cock in it. And this fucker milked me dry like a goddamn cow. And when I pulled my dick out of this thing, I was like, I feel so empty. <laughs> how how so long did ways. you use it before like you, you shot your load and everything? Spent. Was it just like instant or... Three hours guess, later, uh, it was quite a quite a long time because you could imagine when, like, when you're using your hand. See this hand? Um, actually, I'm left-handed when I jerk off. So this one, um, when you're using your hand, you can use different. You could stroke yeah. different things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You like it, it's it's almost like playing guitar. So um, so with this, you're just inserting it. And then you're just, it's just going back so you and forth. you kind of get used to it, yeah. yeah. So wait, so we have um, somebody in the chat room. They have a question. Michael does. Yeah, okay. So, so one do. of our listeners, Michael Perry, who, hey, hey Michael. Hey, Michael. <laughs> hey, Michael. He has a very important question, and that is, is there an anal pucker model also? Oh, instead yeah. of the lips. Can you switch out? Oh. That's a good question, Michael. Can oh. you switch out the uh, tops? Oh, good thing you mentioned that. <laughs> Give me one moment. <laughs> 
I'm no. curious. Yo, they have different ones. No. Oh, that is going to be so good. This is my favorite episode. I know. Of the I love when we have Eddie on. You never know what's going to happen when Eddie Danger's on. I love it. <laughs> so lucky you mentioned that because we've actually got the reusable sleeve right here that's specifically designed for a puckering butthole. And the puckers. Yay! <laughs> oh my god! So it's, it's uh, like it's, an automatic flashlight. Yeah, that's how it's uh, how it's described. Wow. It's really crazy. Um, it's it tugs on your dick, and so that one happened, and I posted like some information on that, and this flood of fucking opportunities came my way from a bunch of different companies. I said, "We will pay you money to talk yes. about our product." Oh fuck! Yes, and so. I started to get all this bullshit in the mail. And then to synthesize my entire electronic digital life now, yeah. um, I was like, why not fucking make videos where I'm describing these things? Because if I'm getting paid to talk about it, I might as well put some effort into it. But it is unfortunate when I think a product is a piece of shit because I'll say it. Because I know people are going to judge me if I'm lying. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you have to keep so, your yeah. brand is more important than pleasing them. I mean, you got a yeah, thing going and, now. Listen, if you launch like a QVC of sex toys, I will quit my job next week oh and join God. you on that. I'll, I'll be like, oh, oh God, that would be amazing. And there's more? <laughs> and there's more. <laughs> Can you have any QVC yeah. hair and like the way yeah. they dress? Oh, yeah, them. I'll do drag. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Eddie Danger's QVC so sex toys. That would be amazing. <laughs> we only have five left. Call, call. Yeah, we only have five wait, wait, wait. Turn, turn on the lights on that one. Why does it have Which lights? one is that one? This one is really fascinating. And I actually want to show you a little bit more about this. So this is like, it's got like a cap so you can kind of like toss it around. You know, it's not that, it's plastic. You pull this off. There's a weird, very shallow vagina thing right there. Okay. But you know what? You just pop that off. This looks like a like a pepper grinder, right? Yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. what it does, yeah. a pepper grinder. Uh, would you like some more, you know? <laughs> like you look at it Olive Garden. So this is it. This is the actual toy. <clears throat> it's crazy. Okay. So you turn this, this on. Hold on. I hope Tony it works. This. Come on. Oh, yeah. There you go. So there's a light. Okay. It has a light feature, which is weird. And then if you turn it on, there you go. Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> now you're working with power. That's like, you need that for cross bashy. Take that oh, to I, would, I would be just out of it. Just I know. that thing like... Oh yeah, like showing some girl. Oh my god, that would be so hilarious. Okay, so that just popped off, but I want to give you, I want to let you hear. Like they they included audio. Oh, so when I yes, it, when I got the toy out of the box, yeah. it was like I was like, what the fuck is this? Because uh, 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 earphones popped out, and I was like, excuse me, why do we have an audio component? And here we have. Let me see if it's music? gonna work for it. Listen no. to the audio that you can enjoy while you're um, okay. masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> and when you cycle through the segments. Oh, oh yeah, baby. Oh, oh, Shut them yeah. up. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm worried about my new neighbors. We just got rid of the old ones. So. Oh, my Welcome God. to the neighborhood, guys. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is awesome. What is yeah, that one right? called, Eddie? What is oh, that God. one called? Um, I, I don't know. Anymore. The pepper grinder. Um, it's, it's the pepper grinder. There you, you know, go. 
I hope nobody uh, from the company is listening because they get mad at me. But um, but there's this, and uh, yeah, that's been my wonderful experience. So, what very- has been one of the toys that you have gotten? What which one has been like your favorite, and which one was disappointing after using it? Um, uh, this one was my favorite because it has so much going on. I mean, and, uh, you got lights and, but, and a soundtrack. How can you beat that <laughs> with your exactly. sex toy? <laughs> it, and it, it talks to you. And it's weird because, like, I don't think you could hear it here. But as you cycle through the different rotation patterns and, like, yeah. the speeds, the audio fucking changes. So when you go to the fast ones, it's like you go from, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck me good too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so cool. It's like it's like so interesting how yeah. they pulled that off. But like I get I got like a mini butt in, like a butt and a pussy that you can oh, stick yeah. your wiener. And like those are fun because like they're more like involved. But oh, oh, um a, a, another one that I found really weird is the one with the teeth, the gums, the tongue, and the uvula in the back of it. What? So it's a whole dental experiment yeah do you want to see it yeah yeah no i want to see (laughs) this is um for our audience this is our sex toy you got off on a tangent i'm just having so much fun right now yeah i think all the listeners you just need to go to youtube click on the who invited her channel because we're not doing a very good job of describing this we're all in like awe and shock yes you gotta do that which one is horrible for audio with this one this is the actual mouth with teeth and gums and all of that toy this little bean right here this magical little bean they sent me it's uh what does it say it says zemalia on it so go sort that one out it has a mouth end and it also has a uh a, a vagina end and so what you do with the mouth end is you spread the lips. And I got to tell you, when I was using this, oh the, the, the the paint on the lips was coming off on my dick and it looked like <laughs> I had blood all over it. So <laughs> it's it's kind of realistic. It so you see oh the teeth? God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So creepy. The teeth are a different, uh, are a different type of rubber than the lips. So they're, they're harder. Hard. Yeah, you can hear them. You can feel that. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. That is yeah, so they're like, they're I like cannot believe this exists. And then you open up the mouth and this tongue, when you stick your penis into it, sometimes it jams to the back, you know? Okay. That just reminds me of Beetlejuice when they put like the scary and they rip their heads open and shit. Like that is. Yeah. It's even got that thing under the tongue. The little thing under the tongue. That is so weird. So weird. See the uvula back there? Yeah. Yeah. So like now you can fuck it and you could feel like you're actually shoving your dick into a, into a fucking throat. But also the, the, wow. the other side is weird too because they include like a G spot and a bunch of like meat that's hanging out inside of it. So um, well, I've never yeah. seen inside of that. <laughs> yeah. Wow, <laughs> that has to be one of the creepiest toys. I, the the teeth and the tongue and all that. I don't. I don't know. Is it? Does it? Does it? Does it? I'm so confused. Does it? <laughs> does it contribute to the experience having all? Yeah. Those does it make any? No. No, no, no. Because what I did when I put my dick in this thing, and it smells like it, there's been a dick in it too. Um, it's like, it, it, like I said, it jams the tongue back into the throat. So the tongue being there is really it's ridiculous. Uh, counter- yeah, it's, yeah, it's too so much. Weird. But yeah. I, I, I assume that people that like teeth and like a like a, like like the blowjob experience would like enjoy like something different. Blowjob? 
Yeah. What? It's like yeah. a realistic <laughs> version, of, as real as you could get. Really? <laughs> that it's is really crazy. bizarre. I, I've been doing a lot of research on these sorts of toys, and I found some really weird thing that, um, like one one big uh, project that I was in the middle of was that um, they would call all these like male masturbators aircraft massagers, and like I was so angry about that because you would have all these like sex buzzwords on it, and it would be like blowjob, dick, cock, masturbation, fun, cool, you know, stuff that would go with it, and then aircraft would be in the middle of it. Aircraft. So I went on this whole investigative reporting thing where i was like why is aircraft there i was like and then i I deduced that it was because people want to make sure that it's safe to bring on an aircraft but then i found a a toy that had was literally promoting this 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 little uh uh, this little stroker with a fucking aircraft on it and i was like is there a deeper relationship between this toy and an aircraft an actual plane and then it turns (laughs) out that's total bullshit because the term for, for masturbation in 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 um in Cantonese is is to to to, to cock the plane or to uh, or to shoot the plane because <laughs> cocking motion is masturbation. What? <laughs> so it turns out that the reason why all these things are called aircraft is because it's a it's horrible a translation. translation. <laughs> it's a horrible. The whole reason is because it's a horrible <laughs> translation. Yes, isn't that weird? Yes, that's hilarious. So, so, so they send me sex toys and this is what I do with it. I'm yeah. like, oh, fascinating. Let's figure out why you guys are like, you know, confusing the fuck out of me. So there you go. <laughs> that <laughs> one, that one is trippy. The one with the teeth and the tongue and all of that. Yeah. That's trippy. Was yeah, there yeah. any other, is there, a, which one did you send that was just like a total letdown? You were like, really? That's it. Well, most cock rings because they're all like, oh, there's really? not much to say about it. And like to wear one, you have to, uh, like they might be too small. So I think that's total bullshit because like, if you're going to ask me to put this thing on my penis and like, it's just a vibration pattern. It's not doing much. I want a toy that's going to give me an experience like this. Like when I see this, I say, I've never put my dick in something like this. Let me try that out. So like like a lot of people put their dick in that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, But, but like, this would be, this is an experience or like, this is an experience. A conquering is like, you know, but I just got some like BDSM material that was like some, some restraints and like a bar that I put this, this person in that you fuck them like this, like with this big circular bar. Um, I just put that up on Instagram. That's what um, you're getting for Christmas, Rob. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But so that's interesting, but nothing really has been really groundbreakingly horrible yet um i mean some things are like meh but i think that's yeah. as bad as it gets they were you know it's funny though um a lot of these companies don't speak english so they're happy when i do a demonstration video but they don't understand what i'm saying so they'll be like we love this oh. video it's so cool but i'm sitting there trashing the product i'm like this is garbage and i don't know like, why people yeah, buy this. No. <laughs> yeah and they repost it and i'm like i can't believe why did you do that so yeah. i don't know oh do you miss doing um eddie do you miss um dancing go-going uh, no um i don't miss uh, uh i've gotten to the social aspect of things i like yeah. people you know i don't like <clears throat> things in dc at least for me turned into um a lot of circuit party stuff and that's not oh. something that works for me you know i'm kind yeah. of the guy that like I like to have fun. I like to be creative and like uh, roller skating is weird as shit, but I was doing, you know what I mean? Like, I like to have a good time. Like I like hanging out with you guys 
and um and we're still like a part of entertainment you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah like exactly. so i don't like the whole just i'm gonna be on a boxing day. exactly yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so but it's like if they're interactive like what i was doing in mardi gras or, or like denver it's like i'm hanging out with people but i'm like also uh employed to like be yeah. naked so that's more my speed i think a lot of guys aren't so talkative or like yeah. personable i just like that aspect so yeah i miss traveling and seeing people out from across the country but um i don't miss actually that, dancing yeah. like I, I was telling you guys about the hey queen thing where i was mm -hmm. um i was i was actually when isolation started i was booked for two interesting gigs and this was when we were all kind of getting used to this whole digital lifestyle that we're in one of them was the hey queen uh, variety hour that they did they wanted me to do a strip tease and uh and i was also booked for a bachelorette party um but the bachelorette party was saying oh we want you to be like cheesy 80s so of course i put on kip winger wing like a wig and i'm running around like yes tossing my hair around <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, like, cause yeah. I got my aviators on and I was being like, you know, Captain Cool, you know, but they said, oh, we want a lot of oil and stuff. So I get on this Zoom meeting and then like, there are like fucking 15 ladies that are all staring at me and I'm like, oh shit. But like, you know, they preface so things weird. beforehand, but I got to tell you one of the weirdest things, and I'm sure drag queens can like relate to this. Yeah. Lip syncing into your phone is uncomfortable. Stripping in your own apartment is not normal. <laughs> no. <laughs> So at least for the Hey Queen one, I yeah. wasn't trying to be sexy. I was trying to be funny. I came out in a hazmat suit and stripped it all off. <laughs> it was entertaining, but it wasn't like, like the bachelorette party, they wanted me to be sexy. So I'm up there like, yeah, you know. But on a Zoom sexy. call? <laughs> yeah, on so a Zoom weird. call where everybody, and they're clicking through all the people. I don't know how yeah. it works, like when you organize things, but it's clicking through people. And I'm seeing their different like states of like surprise, disappointment, disgust, um, <laughs> um, oh, no. discomfort. And like, and then, but I wanted it to end as soon as possible. They paid me a decent amount. So I was like, I was like ready for a full performance kind of, yeah. but, um, but after seeing their faces, I was like, thanks guys, a hot, sexy lady. I hope you guys have a nice day. You know, <laughs> How do you oh end that? they said, Oh, they're all saying they want you back. And I'm like, you want me to You're suffer like through another, like two minutes of people gawking at me in my apartment. Oh, that is so wow. weird. I've yeah. heard of, I've heard a couple of bachelorette party stories like this, and it's, it's just—it's so all the same. Yeah, yeah, through Zoom. Why do a bachelorette party through Zoom? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Because well, there's no other option. Oh, that's true. Uh, the one thing I do like about you, when you, when you were go going and dancing, Eddie, is you always yeah. bring like a bit of dramatic theater to it there's always a creative aspect to it yeah which you don't oh. see with like hardly any go-go boys there's always like that you don't know what you're gonna get it's gonna be right. something out of the box you know i just find it so weird i came from a school where um you have to like get your brain straight you're backstage pacing around what are you gonna do what are you gonna do somebody walks up to you get out of here this is my alone time you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like like a real diva you know and i I've always been like, uh, at least I started dancing and, uh, and doing performances where you come out and you say, now I'm a sex uh, god or now I'm a Cupid or like now I'm doing this. And, yeah. and so 
when I decided I was going to do like put together kind of an act or something where people say, we're going to have this guy because he's different. It was always like my first instinct is like cheesy eighties aviators, you know, like the, the you know, I'm a biker or something like something that kind of works yeah. for my personality. Um, but like when I would get on stage, I have to take my, my, the parts of me that are analytical and like personable. I, I mean, I still can be friendly, but I don't want to dig into why people are doing what they're doing because they're just trying to have fun. Yeah. So exactly. I'm like, what do I want to see in a go-go dancer? Because, so yeah, I'm, I got to meld this like masculinity that you're like, you know, you're, you're, you're posturing. I'm a wrestler. You know what I mean? Like Hulk Hogan does, but then you have to have like a bit of comedy to it. So like people that are watching you don't think, look at this fucking douchebag up here. It needs to be fun, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And you got to get them hyped up too and comfortable with that. So for sure. And it's nice. I mean, (laughs) I like having like a double personality in terms of like performance because it protects me, like just in case something gets weird, you know? Um, And psychologically. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. you lose the parts of yourself that make you special just because you're trying to serve the public. So, right. and it also helps me because I'm a real introvert, and um, and putting on a performance it, like allows me to pull things out of myself that I really need to express. You know, yeah. like uh, like being Mickey Mouse or something. <laughs> well, know? it it goes back to like with the whole thing with stripping with the vaudeville days and like burlesque. There's always a bit of theatrics and to me that is way more entertaining than just seeing somebody go up there and take off their clothes so i think so um and what i found is that it's like an event um, it's an event it's a show it's an event (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah see when i would go on like do the zoom things like the audience is stripped away so you have to reconfigure your entire sort of presence because i don't want to be up there just taking my clothes off when somebody says i'm going to strip you're like Okay, that's all. <laughs> now my Just cry a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, okay, so how do I not be like these guys that are doing that? Because I would see them doing that all the time because everybody did. Right when COVID started and things shut down, everybody's yeah. like, fuck, what am I going to do? So they go on Instagram Live and they do these uncomfortable little dances uh, and they put their Venmo on it. I'm like, this isn't sexy because it's untangible. <laughs> so yeah. what you have to do is you have to come into the room you know, I'm ready to fucking strip and fuck every single one of you. Yeah. You should should start like a training uh, thing. Yeah. How to strip on Zoom. (laughs) It's a master class. I mean, Trump did it. I mean, you could do one of the master classes like RuPaul did. Oh, yeah. Or a TED Talk. A TED Talk. I'm the the exception to the rule. I I would not be good at teaching people how to make it in this industry. I I don't believe I don't know, Eddie. I think people would actually buy that class. You have plenty of charisma. I would would buy a four-course class just to watch you as entertainment that <laughs> yeah. would be yeah. amazing that's very you sweet. should do it but, but i'm sure that most porn companies wouldn't want to hire a guy that gets directly from a shoot onto a podcast to talk shit about the entire shoot in the production <laughs> like i do with you guys yeah that was the last <laughs> time i remember that, that episode. one time what well, it was a great time. story if you guys have not <laughs> heard the eddie danger episodes from our season one and season two go check them out there are some mm. amazing stories that was crazy. yeah, yeah. Was weird stuff, huh? <laughs> but it but sounds yeah. like you're doing good with the the virtual like you're making it work for you which yeah, i've I, seen a lot of people have trouble with especially like queens or people that um 
trying to go into the virtual aspect now that we're in COVID. And people, yeah. some people get it. Some people can't do it. They just are like, this isn't for me. But it seems like you're handling it good and you're you're adapting I, really well. I think a lot of that ha- ha- had to do with um, that this weird experimenting that I did with psychedelics. Excuse that burp. That was disgusting. But um, <laughs> I'm guessing coffee so I can be awake. Wait, so what I made like... you decide? What's that? Because this is a very interesting topic to me because I've been talking to Bashi and Eric. Like, I want to do shrooms again. I want to do, I haven't done them in years. And I've been watching these documentaries and there's this other YouTuber who goes in depth about doing psychedelics and what it affects your body and the, the, yeah. the good part of it. And it's absolutely fascinating to me. Um, yeah. Because I haven't done them. God, I haven't done them since my 20s. So what uh, triggered you to go down this path all of a sudden to go do – was it a spiritual so, thing or – Yes. Yeah. Or boredom? Okay, so basically <laughs> um, I was given a, uh, a THC pills from a mutual friend of ours, and uh, I took those to Disneyland. And I had the best time. And I was like, <laughs> why do I feel so much happiness right now being here yeah. on, under the influence of this thing that's uh, like alleviating all this pressure from myself? And I was thinking, this is a wonderful time for me in, my, in the history of my life is being amongst happy people and being yeah. able to be involved, but not really. And I, I came back here thinking I need to integrate some, uh, some of like some sort of chemical in my life that I can go and vacation for my brain and get back into like, like reconfigure things that I never knew were going on. And I was an alcoholic before this whole thing. I haven't had alcohol since uh, isolation. I mean, I would have it again, but I, I don't feel addicted, you know? Mm-hmm. And like certain aspects of my life were just changed when I started to realize that there's just a lot of, a lot of parts of myself that I don't know and I can't access while I'm here in this present um, neurotic mind that's like running around trying to keep up with everybody with the addictions and the smoking and yeah. all this stuff. So I went to Colorado when I when I did this whole thing and this friend of mine was there. She wanted to paint me, like do a portrait. She had LSD there and she gave me some mushrooms and I was like, wow, this is incredible. The mushrooms were interesting and we had a great time. I came back and I, I had some LSD or whatever and it wasn't something that I wanted to make a habit of, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's It was just enough to be like, well, this is something I haven't spent time doing and maybe if I do this alone, I could be introspective and sort out myself, you know? And so I did it a few times and I was thinking, well, I'm not really getting anything out of this. Like I, I experienced it. It wasn't like dragons coming to get me. There were no, I wasn't talking to Pinocchio. Um, but, uh, and Ruby didn't say anything to me the whole time. Like she was just being a dog. Um, I know LSD supposed to get you in touch anyway. So, um, (laughs) then a friend of mine said, I have mushrooms because he heard me talking about LSD and how I was attempting to reach this part of myself, um, that I, that I lost touch with, I think in, in early childhood. So I had this fuck ton of mushrooms, a half of mushrooms down the whole thing. And I cried for hours. (laughs) I think it's what people would call a bad trip. But for me, it was like every single thing that was bothering me in my life was there laid out. And I was like, why I feel drawn to this closet right here. Something is telling me to go in that closet. And I opened up that closet and I found a picture of myself that I hadn't seen since I was uh, 13 years old. I used to rip out my hair um, like like neurotically. It's yeah. an OCD called trichotillomania. Where it, and it's, it? Yeah, where people do their hair or like their eyebrows or eyelashes. Yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. Exactly. yeah. 
It's like a yeah. nervous. Well, I, I do it tip. with my eyebrows sometimes. Yeah. No, yeah. no, my beard. But I started. I started when I was like eight or nine, and I didn't stop until um, uh, somebody really uh, important to me criticized me. But it was a matter of, um, and I saw these pictures of myself that I hadn't seen in all these years. I don't know why I knew they were there, but I saw this and I was like, I had a fucking weird childhood, you know? <laughs> and then I started to sort out all these yeah. things that, like, and while I was like crying my eyeballs out, it's like the way that people uh, talk about ayahuasca, that's kind mm -hmm. of the effect I was having. Cause I was like, I was reconnecting all these things. Why do I, why am I here right now testing out sex toys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, you really sort out a lot of things that I think were holding me back. And like the fact that when I was growing up in my small town, there was this like whole concept where you can't feel too good about yourself. Uh, bad, bad on you because you got an ego if you're proud of yourself. And I'm like, why am I so outward? And why am I so like, why do I bully people that like try to maybe hold others down? And that's why, because I felt that my whole life, you know, yeah. you're not allowed to be proud of yourself. So anyway, finding that shit, it really was a, it just wiped the slate clean and I felt exhausted and miserable having cried all day. But, <laughs> but it was like, day, was it up. like a, um, setting your batteries? It was like a recharge, like setting yes. everything. And that's, what's interesting to me because if you watch documentaries with psychedelics, when you're some, and there's some therapists who actually use, use them to help people get through those break breakthroughs because it's supposedly, um, it breaks down those walls, like the ego. It breaks down your ego yeah. and lets you like see things as they are. And it's interesting is, that that like that's it brought you back to when you were a kid because obviously that's probably followed you into adulthood. Absolutely, and I will tell you while I was laying there sobbing my eyeballs out, I remembered being a mascot for the high school, no, the middle school, and nobody wanted to be my friend, but they wanted to be the mascot's friend. Brought me to when I was banging the girl that I had a huge crush on in high school, but when I was an adult and she was married with a kid, although I was in the costume of being a magic mic performer because now she wants to fuck me. How about that? <laughs> and so it's this concept, this yeah. constant disguise that I'm putting on so yeah. I can be acceptable to people. And like, that was something like uh, making this connection in my mind. Like this is something I wouldn't normally be saying, yeah. you know, I wouldn't normally say, Oh, maybe this whole concept and my hair's always been a big deal. Why has that been a big deal? And I tried to, I started to sort out this whole thing of that. Oh, I'm, I'm doing an act. I'm always presenting. Yeah. And like, I, I like, it's hard to articulate things that you find out about yourself because you don't even get it yourself when you're done with no, this stuff. And some of the stuff say, takes, takes a while to register too. It's not going to yeah. happen like that night when you, when you go on these, when you make the discoveries, some of them just take time to digest and cook. And then it can be like weeks, months later where you're like, I get it now. I get yeah. it. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And yeah. like, so I came out of that with a fucking pansexual flag flying because I'm like, fuck every single one of you. And like, at the same time, I have this new confidence. I think I had confidence all along, yeah. but for some reason, my vocabulary shot through the roof again. Like I was back in college and this is all things that I'm not just making up because it's like things that I could watch. Yeah. You know, I could watch myself online, the, the content I put out, prior to taking uh, this LSD experience and uh, no uh, mushroom uh, psychedelics. And then afterward, you know, it's yeah. crazy. The, the, the personality change yeah. and the fact that I'm not depressed, like I don't feel any like real things weighing me down right now. That's you good know, though. That's really, really good. Yeah. Everybody. Needs it. 
You're like the third person to talk about this too. Like a lot of people have been experimenting during quarantine, doing a lot better. (laughs) And I'm like, why haven't I tried this? But but wait a minute, when did you do it though? Because I did notice like your content kind of shifted on Instagram, like your story. It was exactly exactly the beginning we're talking because it happened right right before um, the 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 protest started to begin, um, Mm -hmm. and right after. Well, during when I was doing the Mickey Mouse thing. Yeah. So, um, so when, when I was starting to put my fucking, uh, digital life together, that's when I was like kind of working through this stuff, yeah. but it was crazy because I would always crow. I'm the elder statesman in this, this community. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, remember back in the day when, the when, strip- <laughs> yeah, when strippers would change in the, you know what I mean? When strippers and, uh, were on boxes and not video oh, zoom calls. <laughs> Let me tell you one day. Yeah. And so fucking, um, so yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know what I was what I was answering. Oh no, the elder statesman. So people yeah. come to me, and they, they because I'm very detached from the community at large. You don't have gossip about me often because I just don't get involved. So yeah. I would have people come to me, and they'd write like, "All my friends are being shitty. I'm in COVID. No, you know all this stuff. I feel left out. I want to change. I want to work on me." And I say, "Why don't you spend time talking to yourself and not bitching to me about your problems?" Because and everybody's like, "Oh, I'm I'm in isolation. I'm." I'm self-discovery, introspection. I'm like, but you're not really doing that. I knew what I was doing when I was taking these these drugs because I was like, there's an end to this and I know what it is. But I do have an extremely addictive personality. So I was concerned that being alone, um, uh, experimenting with mind-altering drugs, and a lot of my friends had wound up in a mental institution that I would be going totally insane, which luckily didn't happen. And once I had my big emotional breakthrough which i talked about on my instagram i yeah i went and i did a whole thing being like i'm going through something right now um but once i did that um it was done and all my my urge to like escape into this like psychedelic world that was all gone you know it's just really crazy stuff so a good thing a good thing came out (laughs) of covid19 for you (laughs) so far trying to do that but yeah but right some people are being superficial about it well yeah yeah, and then some people are just think the whole thing is a hoax the whole covid19 is a hoax did you guys see um yesterday um rupaul's drag race alumni gia gun posted on her instagram about wearing masks yeah Yeah. actually we're gonna play it because i want to i want to get eddie's opinion and all of our opinions on this of what she said because she has a huge following right she was on yeah she does i've i've kind of always like oh i like her but after this i was like girl oh god why did you do that so we're gonna play that and i want to get you guys' opinion on this before we go (laughs) go ahead rob okay I think the whole mask thing is fucking ridiculous. Um, I honestly think this whole COVID-19 thing is a hoax. I think everybody that is, um, you know, taking precautions is cute and it's definitely the thing to do. But I also think a lot of people are brainwashed. I think the more and more that we look around and see each other with masks on, the more influenced we're going to be to also have to put our masks on which then to me insinuates that things are not okay um i'm here to tell you guys that i think things are more okay than what the government is allowing us to think yeah so that blew up on social media yesterday and oh i was like i don't i don't get this constant justification of people's behaviors during this because even if it is look 
let's play devil's advocate. Okay, go ahead. Devil's advocate. But like, <laughs> let's say the whole thing is a hoax. Fine. What if it's not? Adele is an icon. It's hard we to know she's an icon, Rob. Her musical stylings have grown over the years. The so too has her personal life and her image. What she looks that? great. I mean, she, she does, does look great. Though. She does look great. She looks great. <laughs> yeah, um, I find this, uh, we see this a lot in DC because we've had a lot of demonstrations of people yeah. that are saying the whole thing's fake. But you can't deny New York City. They, they, they're having tons of people yeah. still dying. Yeah. And right. one of those things is that like, how can you, this is why people get pissed off when she makes a statement like that. It's just like, well, what about all the people that are dead? What is that like? A, right. uh, I know. Yeah. And I think people are not going to take it serious unless themselves or someone they love is affected yeah. by this. And then when We're, she makes a comment about we wear a mask and everybody, that's what social cues are. You set a well, social cue, cue, people follow it and, and are encouraged to do it to stay safe. So I don't. Oh, it just bothered me. me. I was like, me, Eric and Janika were saying the exact same thing yesterday. It's like, okay, you know, I guess it has to happen in California. What happened in New York. So they're burying bodies on Rikers Island. We have to have the same thing happening in Forest Lawn before everybody in LA and San Diego puts a fucking mask on. It's, I don't know. (laughs) Well, Well, you'd think right now that people would stop issuing statements because they're just fucking themselves. I know. Whether it's it's like Todrick doing the Quarren Queen album, people got pissed off about that. And then on top of that, everybody going on with the All Lives Matter bullshit. If you have a controversial opinion, keep it to your fucking Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, Yeah. especially if you're in the entertainment industry and you rely on that. Like, what do you think's going to happen? Well, also, too, with social media, people have an attitude of, I'm right, you're wrong, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, they think putting their opinion out is going to just end everything. It's the, like, their opinion's it, and that's all. And I'm like, oh, don't do that. I really like Gia, but... I did, I did too, but after that, I was like, girl, you're dumb. Well, I (laughs) guess, like, drag queens were starting to, like, release statements about her and, like, kind of ganging up on her and, like, you know, cancel cancel culture her and and so she went back and said like she's done the research now and now she believes in it like i think it was released late last night yeah but like why why even do that yeah exactly. why he's right why put a statement out before you even do the research <laughs> research <laughs> then make yeah. a, like a but, smart yeah. decision then put it out do you think she was yeah. just trying to make a splash just to get like back you know, in the news <laughs> to be yeah. relevant? I don't, Maybe. I don't think so. I think I she know. thought she was doing something noble, you know? Yeah. Like that's yeah. how it comes off. Cause she's like, this is what I'm pontificating over. But like you see these drag queens and I don't know how loyalty works with them. Like at least in the RuPaul's drag race world, because like the Sherry Vine, uh, not Sherry Vine, excuse me. Sherry Vine. Uh, the Sherry Sherry Pie. Pie thing happened. And you saw people that otherwise would have been hanging out with her being yeah, friends suddenly them. on this like crusade to end her life. Yeah. So, and livelihood. Yeah. So it's weird to me because you'll see drag queens that are like in this sisterhood who would always say, Oh, she's my sister. She's my sister. Then all of a sudden, once they're in the news, they're sharing it. Yeah. And they're just like, look at this insensitive asshole. So I don't know. I mean, if I had a friend that was doing something controversial, which I probably have, um, you just like kind of, I find it more, uh, you know, uh, respectable to just back off and let them. Exactly. I mean, yeah. that's what I do every time I see Miriam in drag. Every time <laughs> I see that bitch in drag. 
Yeah. <laughs> She's going to kill me for that. It's true, though. Because, like, when you're friends with somebody and see them going through that, my first reaction is like, oh. Oh, yeah. Like, for example. You're going through um, some shit. You might be having a breakdown right now, and this is not. Like, a T-Rex <laughs> in Chicago. Oh, she did you see the town hall, oh, Eddie? Yeah. Did you? Oh, I watched put- the tale. She was, was prosecuted, mm-hmm. and but she has a ton of friends, like oh, in the industry. And I'm watching people pile on, and I'm thinking that person is what would have died for T Rex like a week mm-hmm. ago before this happened, and yeah. now they're going around saying this person's a horrible racist. Seems a little weird that you spent your entire friendship with them ignoring racial, you know, issues yeah. that, and that then all of a sudden it's do. a thing. Well, it's after bizarre. that town hall, her career pretty much ended. Like For they, sure. it was. I watched the whole two and a half hours of it. It yeah, was a little rough to watch. It was a lot. Like they went in, and it wasn't just her. Just to make it clear on that call, it was um, bar owner, bar owners, and other people within that community in Chicago. It's a, it's a very interesting watch. It's it definitely leaves, leaves you with thoughts and questions and. All of I that, have to but. say, Lucy Stool was a drag queen that I adored before, yeah. um, and I, I like I don't want to I, I don't want to shit on anybody, but um, but I think he, per, like he blew me away with his professionalism, yes. his education. I knew him as a as a as an awesome and interesting yeah. artist that I respected, but after watching him like conduct the entire town hall, I was like. This man is a representative of the entire queer community, and I love him, you know? Mm. It's, it was one of those things where I'm sitting back, I'm like, I've had a positive experience with T-Rex in the yeah. past several times. Every time I've been in Chicago, she's been very friendly. Um, however, Lucy's really showing up, like, yeah. right now for everybody. And it I was, was just really, so cool. with you, Eddie, I was really impressed with the way he handled it and kept it very professional and just didn't take a side, let everybody talk, kept it like just really, he did a great job with it. And it was a yeah. hard topic to talk about and put out there and how some of the people who came on just went in for T-Rex hard. Um, yeah. But he, he did a great job just making sure everybody got a moment. It's so cool. Yeah. Tough I was right really now impressed. With that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I just think people are frustrated because they're like, we shouldn't even be fucking dealing with this. It's yeah. gotten to the point where like people are dying. Like, we gotta, like I don't have time to like, you know, educate all these people. But also it's been happening for years, but I also think because everybody's stuck at home and their lives are very simplistic now because of Corona, they have time to focus on it. People yeah. actually can Focus my on con- the matter that needs to be talked about. My only concern is that like cancel culture is going to over override yeah. like people actually changing their opinions. We want, we still yeah. want that. Let's all agree that we want people yeah. to change. But if also they, if too, they have if, those tendencies with the like, con- cancel culture, you go in on somebody and want to cancel them right away. Their reaction is going to be like, "Well, now I hate you even more." You know what I mean? It's I don't, of, I don't think that's that's the argument. It's just well, that, like, it's one of the arguments. There's a ton yeah, of them, but it's yeah. one of the arguments to take into consideration when you go to when you come after somebody who has who's ignorant, and mm-hmm. you come out at, at them with just anger. It's not going to change their mind. They're just probably going to hate you even more. Yeah, they're just going to learn how to hide it. Better. Yeah, yeah. I I just I I have heard that with that whole situation, it was years and years, and that it was like a known thing. So, yeah. oh, you with can't the really get around thing, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that it's was insane, and like. 
I just found that at least in, in my little platform that um, I found myself questioning, well, have I done anything that could be perceived maybe as offensive? Absolutely. I didn't like feeling that way because instead of working towards at least personally and as like a community as a whole, working towards like, what can we do to make things better? I found myself like thinking, am I going to be canceled next for something? And what can I do? There's like, so there's an array of things that are now on the table that uh, luckily, I mean, I I think I've been pretty uh, kind to everybody. I just, (laughs) I I hate everybody. I hate everybody. So (laughs) there you go. I did did a gig, like I did a a regular gig as as, uh, a mariachi um, when I was like in 2012. And I did the mariachi number with the Mexican flag behind me because I had just gotten back from Mexico. I went to the Puebla um, a parade they had there with the president. I yeah. knew all the history of the of the battle that won the war. And I go up there and I said, I want to do a tribute for Cinco de Mayo. And I had the sombrero and I had the mustache and I had the guitar and the Vicente Fernandez and like and the fucking um luchador number after it where I wrestled a man naked to the ground with like, you know, little wrestling bars around us with the ropes okay. and shit. And and I went back because of course I was like, what have I done in my life that could be perceived as offensive? Okay, my culture is not a costume. I understand that and that's a problem. However, I was just like, you know, but you can't really castigate something where at the time we just really like in male gay stripping nude dance clubs, you just didn't talk about cultural appropriation as much. Right. So I don't, I don't know if I was really evil for doing that. My intentions certainly weren't, but I did wipe it out of my history because I'm like, that's kind of not what I want to deal with. I, I yeah. you know, I want to be celebrating a culture and not like turning them into a script. But the also the, the good thing with it is with all of this, it's making people aware of that. Like right. there you, you, go. You, yeah. you double think what you've done in the past and go, okay, that wasn't cool. Wouldn't do I'm that today. But- yeah, <laughs> exactly. So if anything, it's, it's helping everybody grow and to be better people, at least the people who want to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you know I think I mean? so. And I think that it's important to, I know everybody was like um, on this whole like witch hunt about people who weren't posting things that were in support of the movement. Yeah. Um, like I, I understand that was happening, but um, I'm more concerned about what they're actually doing, doing like yeah. and how they're thinking. You know, and also too, some everybody's different. Some people take longer to process and figure out how they want to come come at an issue. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know a lot of people that were raised like conservative, or um, uh, I know my family uh, raised me semi conservative. You know, I just like I have those those uh, certain things embedded into my brain that you have to you have to rewire. Like it's just it's mandatory for Mm -hmm. people to say what I've learned in the past isn't accurate and all might be bullshit. But you have to, but you, you can't be culpable for these things unless like you, you can spend time to dismantle your own conception of the universe. It, yeah. It's right. just important to like t- take a step back and be like, why, um, why do I um, not say anything when this person I'm fucking tells me they've never fucked a black guy? Why don't I say that's racist or something? Like, why am I? Am I an accomplice by being in a conversation and I'm not yeah. like saying, hey, that may be a little insensitive. You know? I actually yeah. I was a major buzzkill yesterday on this on this camming happy hour because this girl was came out as a pansexual and she mm-hmm. said, I'm a uh, I'm really into um, T word. You know, she said the T word, you know, um, 
it, in regards to uh, transgenders. And um, and I went on this little fucking, I decided I was going to start preaching to everybody about the words people use in porn, like as tags. I mean, specifically she male stuff like that. Yeah. I find that to be offensive. And like, as I was uploading my own videos, I saw that I didn't really have any room to change like the tags because this these are the things people use to uh to search what they're into yeah and right. my idea here is that with fucking porn like that's how people figure out they're into trans the transgenders and like if they're like if they're into this certain thing why would you like have them learn this about themselves along tags with the t-word and she male and and all that and, and like um sissy and stuff like that why mm. are we teaching them those words along with this new realization that they're into something that's uh that's you know, new yeah. for them. So it's like, it's these little Good things. That I think yeah. You can kind of pull them apart and figure out like, what are the little changes? Like, like AVN, you know, uh, adult video news yeah. awards. They're the ones that do all that. They issued a statement when everything was in full swing that they were going to eliminate the interracial category from, um, from oh, all awards. Okay. But like, that's important because every time there's a black man in a scene with a white girl, it's labeled as it interracial. Right. Instead of be. just like a straight scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even within so, gay porn, it's the same thing. They do it yeah. as interracial because they make it as a as a fetish. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Right. And it shouldn't totally. be so. But yeah. oh my god, Eddie, I'm so happy every time you come on the show. We always have such a blast <laughs> with you. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Oh, and how do people find you? How do people get all the Eddie Danger? <laughs> Uh, there's a lot out there now. I know. <laughs> uh, Give it yeah, the rundown. Uh, well, maybe I can have my little guy uh, tell you. There, yes, bring him back. Yes. <laughs> James Mansfield, um, everybody, did his puppet, so go on our YouTube video of this episode and well, you can see what well, you, you did. Can, <laughs> you can go over to my Instagram, at Eddie Danger, <laughs> or you can, um, okay, uh, at Eddie Danger on Instagram. Uh, in, the Twitter is Eddie Dangerous, because Eddie Danger was taken, and, uh, what else? I'm on Pornhub, so go watch me fuck some girls out there. All the gay stuff's over on the uh, on, on Just for Fans because you know that's what people want to see. Yeah. And <laughs> and, uh, and uh, what else? Um, yeah, I'm around. I'm on YouTube now, but yeah. I don't really expect that to go anywhere. But that's where I'm putting my review videos. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm available. I'm, I'm, I'm He's everywhere, around. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and how do people find you, Bashy? I'm at same name underscore bash. Yes. And Mr. Mexican Eric, how do people find um, you? Mexi.eric on Instagram. <laughs> Ruby. Ruby, look at Oh, her. Ruby has oh, her on Instagram her. too. She does. Oh, yeah, she does. You can find me on Ruby Russell. <laughs> <laughs> she's so freaking cute look at her <laughs> oh, i just see the, the, the male guys out there and she's gonna freak out in a second oh because she's these <laughs> but yeah. you guys you can watch us on the now trending app and out at tv um we're there every saturday 12 30 you can watch us live there are on youtube subscribe and all of that good stuff um subscribe and rate us on anywhere you get podcasts apple podcast spotify i heard radio all of that good stuff it helps us out a lot you can follow the podcast on instagram we are who invited her underscore sd <laughs> we are i can't remember i know we do we are who invited her um no we're who invited her underscore podcast on instagram who invited 
<laughs> She's having a stroke. I am. Twitter and <laughs> Facebook. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you can always email us at the gang at whoinvitedher.net. We love hearing from everybody. And I wanted to give a couple shout outs this week. It is one of our fans from the very beginning. It's her birthday this week. And Ashley, Little Beefcake's friend, Ashley. It's her oh, birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Ashley. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out to Strawberry Corn Cakes, who was on two episodes ago. They did a great job with her drag show. And her co-host, Amber St. James, was very good. And um, I already mentioned it before. I don't think I mentioned it on the show, but Adonis Illusion's number was by far my favorite. She did um, Dinner Party, a song, and she was dressed as a female and a male pig. It was amazing. So I wanted to give Ooh. her a shout out. Mm. Um, also, too, how do you say this? I can read her up. Touche, touche holiday on um, Instagram. They messaged us. And we had talked about with Vivi the Forest last week a lot of San Diego stuff, especially if you grew up in San Diego. So she was like, it was very nostalgic for her. So I was wanted to give her a shout out. She sent us a message and all that good stuff. <laughs> but today, we're going to leave you with a song that I picked. And this performer, he has actually been to San Diego a couple times and performed at Martini's. And I saw him the first time he came to San Diego amazing show um but this is his song happy because every time eddie comes on the show it makes us so happy <laughs> so, it does so it's eric michael crump in his song happy i love this song it's like my obsession right now and thank you so much eddie for doing our show again Thanks, we eddie. love having yeah. you on every time I- I love this. I, I miss you guys a lot. I need to come out there. Yes, anytime. Anytime. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. the tears have cried. I know I'll be okay. Clean up the mess I I'm fine with breaking the rules of someone else's game. And I won't run away. Fight on another day. Now I know that there's nothing standing in my way. All the voices my head I can listen to what they said all the voices inside my head I may be fucked up I may be broken I'll never be what you want me to be but if you just trust me I know I'll get through this cause we all deserve a chance to I feel like I exist in two different worlds And some things that I've done would make you clutch your pearls But there ain't nothing wrong with my experience Cause it's mine and not yours, so you should mind your business